This podcast is presented by Rabbi Peretz Muchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. Continuing the Modani conversation, Modani being the meditation where we open our eyes in the morning and we learn to define ourselves by who we actually are, by a positive force that is constantly looking to contribute something beautiful and unique to the world around us versus consuming and defining ourselves by our consumption and what we eat and what we're attracted to. Not that there's negativity involved with eating and attractions, but clearly in order to uplift that, you need to bring a positive vibe and a positive attitude to that. The next level of conversation is, of course, how to make consumption something of a positive experience and uplift the experience. A Cyber Monday which means there'll be deals coming at you from all sides. I'm not going to tell you not to shop or not to get a good deal, but we can talk about making sure that what you do consume, you have a way to uplift it. You have a way to make it part of your life. So if we're trying to make a positive impact on ourselves and on the world around us, and we're drawing from a deep level, a soul-like level, then when we consume something, that's when we're bringing this idea into practice of consuming with a true awareness of what I'm taking to myself is actually part of my mission. You live in this world, not in a vacuum. What makes you unique is your unique mission that you could contribute something unique to this world. And so far, there are no two humans alike. Therefore, you have a unique mission and a unique way to impact the world around you. So each thing you consume, whether it's what you eat or whether what you buy, what you like, these things make a huge difference to your journey because it's about whether I use those things to uplift my journey and integrate them into the type of values that I have or they're merely a distraction. So this is how you could learn to make good purchases today is seeing which things fit into who you are and the mission-driven life that you live. There is an age-old Jewish practice that is there to help us with our consumption and it is called washing not washing of the dishes even though studies do show that when you wash dishes it relieves a tremendous amount of stress just last night I was washing the dishes and my wife was relieved of a tremendous amount of stress so clearly the study is correct but the washing I'm talking about is washing of the hands in Jewish tradition there are two types of hand washing one is right when you get out of bed in the morning and one is when you wash for bread when you eat so i want to focus a little more on the getting out of bed washing the morning routine of washing of the hands begins with taking a vessel with no cracks filling it with water and pouring once on the right once on the left and then we repeat that twice till you have three times on the right and three times on the left the vessel is whole with no cracks in it containing the water the water represents wisdom that needs to be brought closer to you you have to work on your intellect for it to grow water as well as an adhesive the way intellect is bringing things together ideas together we take that water and we pour it on our hands our hands are our emotions or our action our tools our hands represent how we consume in this world our positive source 
is the sustainable source. But our bodies, which deal with the dichotomy of having to consume and not being able to even keep everything that it consumes. After all, when you eat, you don't keep all of it. Even when you make a living, you don't keep all of it. There are taxes, there are tools that are needed. In other words, a human being, even in their consumption, needs to recognize that a large part of it is not kept for themselves. So by pouring water, intellect, on our hands, the first thing we're doing is, is we're drawing from a full container. A full container represents an idea that has trust value, ideas that have worked, and intellect that has been already thought through. We're trying to draw each day from a place of stability, a place where we have trust. Faith in Jewish tradition is not a dogmatic idea. Faith is actually the wrong word to describe the Jewish term emunah. Emunah really means trust. I take from something I trust. Part of my belief in Jewish practices is that the Jewish people have not only survived, but have thrived even in difficult situations. And that is the trust I have in the process of what I'm developing here. So I take that intellectual trust by the water and the whole vessel and I pour it on my hands, which are my daily tools that connect to the world outside of me and even represent the way my emotions operate and connect to the world outside of me. And then I say a blessing, a blessing, which once again is not a dogmatic term of bringing something that is not mine to me, or I need a healing. So bless me that I should have that. That is a, another form. That's where we're trying. That's when. That type of blessing is when we're trying to change the course of nature for another conversation. Well, when we say a blessing on washing the hands or food or many other things that we do, what we're really saying is Baruch, a bracha, a blessing, we're saying to draw in, to bring close. We're trying to bring close to us this idea, in this case, that our intellect and, of course, the stable parts of our intellect, the thought-through practices the age-old practices that work, we're bringing to our emotions and to our actions the way we're going to consume in the world today. So the blessing that we say, we start off with Baruch, to bring in, Ata, very much like the Moda Ani, where we're confronting godliness, both in the practical, the parts that I understand, a higher power, and of course within the process of there's such a big relationship between me and the divine that it's a little bit beyond my understanding. So it's atta, it's just you. It's almost like saying when I connect with someone else, if I don't know them, I make sure to use their name properly. But when I know them really well, say, how you doing? I'm able to just go straight to them, to their you. So Baruch Atam, drawing in you, I'm drawing in the parts that I'm familiar with and that are part of my life that I'm really working on. And then we say Adonai. So Baruch Ata Adonai, I'm drawing in the you, the Adonai, the master. Adonai as master in this case represents that, like I said, I'm consuming, but it's not all mine. If I was the master, I would be truly able to consume everything without having to discard any of it. But I'm not the master. I am part of the world. I'm a consumer by my front end and a positive engine on my back end. So it's not about full 100% ownership of any one thing. So therefore, Adonai, I recognize that I am not the master in my consumption, but merely have to be thoughtful and mindful about my interaction with each thing that I consume. Melech Ha'olam, king of the universe. Melech means a relationship. 
that I have with the master. When I say that, I can actually call anyone I meet a form of master and king because it represents a world outside of my own. So I'm drawing in that my consumption is consuming from almost like a kingdom outside of my own. And when we talk about godliness, ultimately we're talking about an energy that's beyond us, but yet is in a relationship with us. So Melech represents the way, even though these things are outside of us, they are codependent on our existence. If you're not around, it just doesn't matter. So Melech HaOlam, King of the Universe, the world functions in this incredible way of worlds colliding constantly, hence the necessity for constant reminders of being able to be spiritually in tune or at least sensitive to all of the different things happening around us. Asher Kiddishanu, which you have made us holy with, each thing that we bring into us, we could make holy. Holy is a misunderstood word. It often once again seems like something beyond us. That person's holy. They're out of it. Really, holiness means alignment. Learn to change the word holiness to alignment, and you'll see the way when you make something holy, it means you align with a greater purpose. You align with a purpose, period. You see the greater connection between what you're doing, what the item or objective is, and its connection to the big picture in the universe. That truly is what holiness is. So what do you make us holy with? Sher Kiddishanu b'mitzvotav, with your mitzvahs. Mitzvahs mean connections. Each mitzvah, each good deed, each moment that we glean development and positive activity from, these are a mitzvahs. They're connectors. They're an adhesive towards my world and what I'm doing. They're in alignment towards what's happening in the world around me. Vitzivanu, often seen as commandments. It's not a commandment. Vitzivanu means a calling. I am able to see that there is an actual calling, or let's call it a manual, the way my world connects with the world around me. I'm not constantly reinventing each act and each moment as much as I am becoming in tune with each act and each moment and bringing them together. Ultimately, as a creation and not a creator, as a human with a soul and a body, and not a master, I am merely somebody who brings things together. Thus, water is where we draw sustenance from as an adhesive that brings life to us. And intellect is what truly fuses the human experience more than emotions. And then I finish off this, Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam Asher Kiddishanu B'Mitzvotav V'Tzivanu Al Nitilat Yadayim On the taking of the water. Taking of the water is an interesting phrase. Since we're washing our hands, it should have easily said, Asher Kiddishanu B'mitzvotah V'tzivanu Al Richitzat Yadayim On the washing of the hands. Why Nitilat Yadayim? Taking of the hands. It's because Nitilat, to take, is what we're talking about over here. It's to draw in. It's to bring close to you. When you take something for yourself, you're drawing it towards you. You're bringing it into your world. This is why this is the meditation of consumption. It's because I am taking my intellect, I am bringing it to my emotions and to my consumption, and I'm recognizing that everything I take into myself, everything that I consume, is something that I bring into my life. When you eat something, you are now sharing your purpose, your meaning, with what you're consuming. So... Each item that you buy, each thing that you bring into your life, 
you should immediately go back to your morning routine to sanctify the day, sanctify as in to bring purpose and meaning to the day that you're having and think about, does this align with my mission and to my purpose? And does this bring more meaning to my life? In other words, you can start seeing yourself as somebody who everything they interact with is part of their narrative. So you shouldn't feel guilty about your purchases because it's part of your narrative. And if you find out afterwards that it wasn't, well, then you've learned something as well because you're consciously aware of this process. Once we've learned how to do this and wash our hands, now we can enter the day with a happy heart and start bringing new value to each thing we consume. In Yiddish, they call this blessing the Negelwasser blessing. I once had a call from one of my fave young adults in uh, SF who said, is Negelwasser a thing? And I was like, it sure is a thing. They thought the name was hilarious. I thought that was hilarious. After all, Negelwasser is once again the concept of Nitilatia Dayim, of you're washing your hands, but we're calling it bringing it close. You're bringing it closer to you of what these ideas are. So today, Cyber Monday, I hope that you buy things that is something that uplifts your journey, brings lightness, goodness, and positivity to the things you do, and you become somebody who's not just mindful for the sake of being calm, but mindful in recognizing that everything you see, touch, and feel, and acquire is part of the meaning and part of the journey of your life.